this is Michael Sweet from Striper, and you are listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. God bless you. And it was there over Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and probably hot chocolate on an, um, a cold winter's morning that I first heard the gospel message. And for me, it was very easy. I thought, wow, that's what the cross means. I didn't understand that. Today I speak with award-winning recording artist, Jean Watson. Jean shares her dramatic faith journey from darkness and delight as we talk about her new project, Steady My Gaze. This is the 50th episode of On Faith's Edge. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business, and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success, they all have one thing in common. Like Gene Watson, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, author and speaker Sue Detweiler joined us to talk about her new book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mother. Sue is a wife, mother of six, author and pastor with more than 25 years of experience in marriage, ministry, and education. She is also a very popular speaker who shares her heart and wisdom internationally on issues related to marriage, family, women, prayer, leadership, and ministry. This book, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom, hit number one on Amazon's hot new releases for Christian women's issues. You can hear that conversation at onfaithsedge.com slash 49. Again, that's onfaithsedge.com slash 49. Up next, I speak with Jean Watson. Jean began her career as a Christian recording artist after having experienced the depths of brokenness and depression. It was her own brokenness that infused her music with such beauty and compassion, and her music is absolutely beautiful. Jean has been honored four times as the best female praise and worship artist by the UK Christian Music Alliance. Hello, Jean. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. It's great to be here. You have a new CD coming out called Overcome. I do. Uh, slated for release in uh, summer of 2015. It is a good one. Tell us about this project, Jean. Well, I'm really excited about this project. It's a reflection of where I am in life right now. The songs are songs that I've written about my personal walk of faith. And they're really songs about just being filled with God's love and overcoming through the power of God's love and discovering that the way we overcome in life is being overcome by him. So it's a song of surrender. It's a CD about surrender and um, just living in the fullness of God's love. How would you best describe your music, Jean? Oh my goodness. It's always so hard to put it into a genre. It's definitely pop. It's very upbeat and fresh and lively, but I come from a classical background. So if you listen carefully, you're going to hear a little bit of classical influence. I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter, but I'm also a violin player. So you'll hear my violin playing in there. And I have a love for Ireland and Celtic things. So you'll also hear a little bit of a Celtic influence. Where did that stem from? Well, when I was growing up, I had just a passion and a love for Ireland and England, Scotland, and Wales. I was kind of fascinated with those places. I even drew a picture of Ireland when I was in ninth grade. Really? And I still have that picture to this day. I always wanted to go there. 
And I have to believe that that was God's calling on my life because he opened the door for me to go to England in 2006. And it turned out that the core of my ministry was going to be in the British Isles and Ireland. Your music is popular in the UK. Well, more so than in in the United States, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do you you, uh, chalk that up to? Well, I think it's exactly what I was talking about, about the CD Overcome. It really all comes through the power of God's love. It's nothing that I could have made happen in my own strength. The Lord opened the door for me to go and minister in England in 2006, and the Holy Spirit showed up with me. And everywhere I went and sang, spoke, played the violin, um, the power of God just kind of moved through the music, moved through my words, and people's lives were changed. There was a lot of... um, conversion experiences happening in concerts. There were strange things. People were getting healed. People were experiencing the love of God through music. And I realized that it really had nothing to do with me or the music. It was was the Spirit of God that was flowing through me and flowing through the music. You had a time where you completely set that aside. You set your aspirations aside uh, to focus on being a wife and mother of four children. That's right. So yeah. uh, you spent uh, a good part of your life there, and yes. now you've moved into you've mu- moved into a musical career. Yes. Uh, having said that, you've had a series of let's call them supernatural moments, where uh, God made it very evident where He wanted you to go. Can you tell us about that that period of time? Absolutely. Well, I did spend a lot of my adult life raising children and. I have no regrets about that. I think that family absolutely is first priority. That's our first ministry. And so there was a time in my life when I set music aside. And then things happened in life that I didn't plan or expect. My marriage ended in divorce. I found myself living at poverty level, trying to raise four children. And that was a very difficult time in life. Um, I fell into a depression and really struggled with a sense of self-worth. I felt like I had missed God's calling on my life. And it was at that time when I cried out to God and I asked him to help me. And I prayed a prayer, a very simple prayer from Psalm 116 that just says, Oh Lord, save me or Oh Lord, help me. After that prayer, some miraculous things happened. I got a phone call from a man in the local symphony and he had heard my name in a restaurant the night before, completely unbeknownst to me. This man asked if he could hear me play the violin and ended up giving me a job again, playing the violin professionally. So that was the start of a new life for me. And it was really showing me that God had not forgotten about me, that he still had purpose for my life. Shortly after that, someone heard me sing. Again, it wasn't a planned event. This person just walked into my house and heard a recording that I had made. And uh, he said he thought that was what God wanted me to do with my life and asked me to, um, he gave me some money and told me to go make a CD, and that was the beginning of um, music ministry. All of this yes. not set up or planned by, no. by you, uh, just God's divine intervention. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. From this project, Overcome, uh, what, are, uh, what are your couple of your favorites? Oh, goodness. Well, I'd say one of my favorites has to be the, the title track, Overcome, and... We liked the song so well that we did it twice. Um, we do it first as a very upbeat um, band version with lots of rhythm, and it's just just fun. It's just fun music. And then, then we did it again in a worship style with just me 
Unplugged with Phil Keggy playing the guitar. And Phil and I had done a couple of songs together previously, and, and um, there was just a real chemistry between his guitar playing and my violin and my voice. It just flowed. And so um, Phil Keggy coming back on the project. Why couldn't um, you find a better guitar player? Oh, than well, Phil Keggy? I, you know, I, I tried. <laughs> Phil was, the, he was, you know, he the was only just, one available. He was the only one available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go you ahead. Know, but, you know, I what apologize. an honor to have Phil involved. And, um, and again, just there's just a sweetness between the violin and the guitar mm-hmm. that's hard to match. So I would say my favorite tracks are the ones that feature Phil. Let's listen to a little bit of that right now. Sure. coming up next, Jean? I am back on the road, and that's my favorite place to be. Uh, all this music stuff um, is really not just about making music. The purpose of the music is to make ministry and to use it to share the love of Christ. And so I love traveling. I love to go to the dark places in the world. I love to go into prisons. I go into the red light district in England. Um, I go into homeless shelters. I go to coffee houses. I've sung on street corners. <laughs> Um, you know, just anywhere where people will receive the music is an open door for me to present the gospel. And so I'll be going back to England in April and then a trip back to Ireland in September. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What an exciting time for you. Really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot time. of fun. You spent some time uh, in my hometown. Of course, we are based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, you've spent, you spent some time in, in, uh, in Cincinnati. Yes, and I, I And I'm going to quote you here. You said, and I think this is a good thing, there's no place like Cincinnati. That's right. I believed that my whole life, and I'm still here in Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati a long time ago. I did my undergraduate at the College Conservatory of Music on the campus of the University of Cincinnati. And um, I just loved that time in my life. Cincinnati was a very special place. Um, Loved the food. Loved the people. And um, it was a place where I really fell passionately in love with God as well, where, where my faith was really growing during those years. Can we talk a little bit about your faith? Absolutely. How did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? Well, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a, in a what I would call a high Episcopal church, um, where we really had a sense of the majesty of God. It was a, So for me, coming into church every Sunday was really a worship experience, but I didn't understand the salvation message until I was in high school. Um, one of my high school teachers invited me to come to a Young Life meeting. And it was there over Dunkin' Donuts (laughs) and probably hot chocolate 
on an, um, a cold winter's morning that I first heard the gospel message. And for me, it was very easy. I thought, wow, that's what the cross means. I didn't understand that. Is it as simple as just praying a prayer to ask Jesus into my heart and ask him to forgive my sins? Sure, I'll do that. And so that's how simple that was. Yeah. So how, you were how old at this time? Oh, goodness. I don't know. 16 or 17. 16 or 17. Yeah. Uh, so you are close to an adult age. Yes. Um, I just, I, I love conversion stories uh, where somebody came to Christ as, as an adult because... Mm-hmm. Or close to close to an adult age. Having said that, since since making that choice to believe in Jesus Christ, have you ever had a time where you questioned your faith or even the existence of God, Jean? I would say that question has two answers. The first answer is no. I can't ever remember doubting God's existence, um, even at the very low lowest point in my life that I described earlier. I used to go to bed at night holding onto the bed sheet, pretending it was Jesus' robe, that if I did not have him, I would not survive. He was all I had in the world, and and uh, the Lord was it. That was it. I mean, I just I carried my Bible around with me all day, and he was my survival. He was my lifeline. That being said, I didn't doubt that he existed. Did I doubt his love? Maybe I did. Did I doubt that he could forgive me? Yes. Did I doubt that he would ever use me again? Yes. Did I doubt that he still had a purpose for my life? Yes, I did. And um, the Lord came in at that low moment and showed me not only was I saved, but that he still could use me, still had a purpose for me. Jean, what would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge? Yes. About to make that choice to believe or not to believe in God? I would say to that person that you don't have to force yourself to believe that faith is a gift from God. So if you're struggling with faith, I would say, do what I did. Just ask him. Just say, Lord, I'm struggling. I need your help. Would you help me believe? There's a Bible verse that says, Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. That's what I would say. You don't have to pretend to believe. You don't have to force yourself. Just ask God to help you believe and to reveal himself to you. And our God is so big, he's so strong, and he's so kind that he's more than able to reveal himself to you in a way that you will understand. I don't think we can say anything more than that. Uh, In the background, we hear again, overcome. Uh, Gene, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. God bless. Jean's work can be found on Amazon.com, as well as her website, JeanWatson.com. Again, that's JeanWatson.com. Her Twitter and Facebook links can be found in today's show notes at OnFaithsEdge.com slash 50. Again, that's OnFaithsEdge.com slash 50. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you again to Jean Watson for joining us, and thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. You mean a lot to me. And you mean a lot to this show. I love you guys. Remember, God is real and eternity is now. Let's go live like it. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us and we would love to hear from you.